Burns on their way. Cameron Burns is his 2 0. It's brought in. It's 2 1. It's saved by Walton. Incredible scenes here in front of the Sir Bobby Robson stand. Championship bound Ipswich Town. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the official Ipswich Town podcast. My name is Aaron Paul, and guess what? It is open day here at Portman Road. Loads to get through this week, so I'll run you through what's coming up. First up, we talk to town legend Matt Holland, who tells us all about the club's brand new TV channel, Town TV. Yeah, very privileged, really, and an honour to be part of the, the launch of Town TV. It's great for the club to have its own TV channel. It is open day here at Portman Road. We'll be in and around the grounds and you'll be able to hear from Paul Macro, Head of Retail Operations at Planet Blue and Planet Bluey about the kits and what the club are doing to help out town legend Marcus Stewart. We'll also catch up with Dan Palfrey, Director of the Foundation, on the brilliant work they are doing. You'll also be able to catch up with Wes Burns and Connor Chaplin who join me in the West Stand for a bit of an interesting chat. George Edmondson is is by far the worst dresser. Just lazy, lazy dresser. Okay, so that's this week's episode. Let's get started by speaking to town legend, Matt Matt, how's your summer been? It's been really good, actually, yeah. Um, It's been a break away from football, to be honest, because normally there's a tournament in the summer, uh, the World Cup or the Euros, uh, which I'm usually covering. Um, But this time, of course, the World Cup was a winter World Cup, so I I was out in Qatar for that. Um, but the season finished and I've had a nice break, switched off. And uh, actually now, because I've had such a good break, ready to go again. Yeah, Town TV has launched. I mean, you were lucky enough to go on the, the trip to Austria. Um, what's it like to be in and amongst a project like this? And, and how was the journey? Well, it's amazing. Um, yeah, very privileged, really. And an honoured to be part of the, the launch of Town TV. It's great for the club to have its own TV channel. Uh, we did. We went out to Austria. We covered a couple of friendlies against RB Leipzig and Werder Bremen. Uh, we won the Innsbruck Cup. Uh, so that was a, a you know really successful trip in terms of the playing. Um, but in, it, the actual Town TV was excellent. You know, James, I'm going to try and pronounce his name, Thanadakis um, was, was um, presenting and I was pitch side. But we had a really good couple of days out there. Managed to sit down with the captain, Sam Morsey, catch up on his thoughts about being captain of the club. Um, we covered the two matches. Brilliant to get underway. It's an exciting time for this football club, isn't it? And to have something like Town TV in a, in a great facility here at Portman Road, to have pros like you as well presenting. Nice, um, nice to be involved. It's, it's nice to be involved. We've got the Town TV. We've got this podcast as well. Um, the club just seems to be going in the right directions and has been actually for the last sort of 18 months or so. It's, it's going one way and it's going up. So that's great news. The evolution is massive. So how do people catch up with you on Town TV? Well, of course, you get, you've got to um, subscribe to the app. Um, and then of course you can get your match passes as well if you don't subscribe to the app Um, unfortunately we're not um, broadcasting for the first couple of games Uh, the Sunderland game has been selected for Sky broadcast so that's for UK and international broadcasters Uh, and on Wednesday against Bristol Rovers that's the competition rules so again we can't broadcast that game either so it is just audio only for those two matches Um, but we'll be up and running fully on the 12th of August uh, for the Stoke game back to normal and myself and Darren Ambrose will be in the studio with Curly presenting so looking forward to that one finally how buzzing are you for what's going to be hopefully an exciting season here at Portman Road I'm really excited because of what we did last season I think we got a brilliant manager a really good group of players Um, as I say the confidence from last season will stand us in good stead this year I think there'll be new additions still to come before before the end of the month 
Um, it's really difficult to predict where we're going to finish and how we're going to do. But I was talking to the, the skipper last week, Sam Morsin, and he, he quite rightly pointed out that Middlesbrough got themselves in the playoffs and lost 15 games last season. So it just goes to show that, you know, last year we were brilliant. We lost four matches and we, and we were the best team in the league by a country mile. Um, this time around, we're going to lose more matches. I think that's a given. Um, but we can lose as many as 15 and still be in the playoffs. So I'm confident that we can be top half, pushing the playoffs. And, you know, you never know. We might just sneak in there and get ourselves back into the Premier League. Hi, my name is Wes Burns. And be at the heart of it by subscribing to Town TV. Let's hear from the Head of Retail Operations, Paul Macro. Great to be with you, Paul, here in Planet Bluey. Um, I mean, these kits, they are fantastic. Tell us what the response has been. What, a month in now? Yeah, we are. It's been, it's been really good. Um, obviously, last year we had a record-breaking year. We sold 50,000 shirts. So going into this year, it was a bit daunting with that number. Um, but we've sold 14,000 shirts overall in the first four weeks of sale, which puts us ahead of last year. So it's been incredible. All the lines as well. I mean, the the, the adult kit, obviously, look, the kids' kits are, are going to be huge, but the goalkeeper kits are out as well. Are they as big? We've seen some bits and pieces upstairs, people having uh, shirts printed. It, it seems like it's not just people travelling in and, and, and coming into Portman Road. It's people online who, who want the shirts as well. It is, yeah. Goalkeepers, uh, we've offered short sleeve and long sleeve and goalkeeper, really popular. Um, the black one always goes well when we have a black goalkeeper shirt. So that, that's going out the door. That was released uh, yesterday. Training wear as well, flying out the door. It's been really popular this year. Sales online, massive. Um, sales in store, massive as well. It's just it's, it's incredible when you, when you look back on everything and, and how that compares to last year. It's been, been really good. There you go, goalkeepers. Official line from Paul Macro. You don't have to cut your sleeves off. He'll cut them off for you. Um, Paul, talk to me about the Derby Rumour Foundation, the mm-hmm. brilliant work the club has been doing in support of, of a legend here, Marcus Stewart. First and foremost, what was the final total raised? Uh, the final total was we sold 9,000 home shirts uh, throughout July, so that's £18,000 that we've raised uh, towards that. Fantastic. Um, I mean, look, I know the club will be looking at other initiatives it can uh, invoke to, to help Marcus, but how good is it for you to be involved in something like that? Retail doesn't usually get involved in, in campaigns and, and, and fundraising, does it? Uh, no, but it's, it's, it's the thing that, you know, I'm a certain age. Um, so when I was, that, when I was uh, younger, Marcus Stewart was one of my heroes. Um, so it just felt right. We, we did it with the gloves last year. Um, all the profits from the, the gloves that we reintroduced into, into retail. Um, all the profits were donated from that and we just thought with, with the look of the shirt with the styling of the shirt this year, this year it brings across that, that 2000 season when we, when we got promoted um, at Wembley so it just felt right to, to do it Training range is out and on the way as well? Training wears out, yeah the, the aqua colour which is like the turquoise colour that's the one that's flying off the shelves at the moment seems the most popular um, we've also got uh, a black range which black is always popular in our training wear um, it's gone down really well it was launched yesterday um, people are going to be interested people like me are going to be interested in you know the big jackets for when winter the big hits jacket, yeah, yeah, yeah. the winter jacket well they're in now which is weird in August but if you, the weather at the moment isn't brilliant so weirdly we've sold quite a few big padded jackets today so yeah they're, they're all in we spoke to the guys uh, upstairs printing shirts earlier on. Just wondering um, if you have anything printed on the back of your shirt. If who used to get printed on the back of your shirt as well back in the day? Back in the day, uh, for, it would it would have been around that sort of time of Matt Holland. So Mark Stewart, Matt Holland, those sort of things I'd have had on my shirt. People forget these items are, are items to be cherished. You look at retro shirts now and ranges. I mean, keep them for twenty years, people, and believe me that they'll be they'll be collectors' items. They are, and we, and we hope the same of the, the shirts we've done the last couple of years because we we do sell retro shirts from twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, re, remakes in store. 
Um, and you're always looking to do shirts that were quite popular in their era. And I think these current shirts have that about them, as did last year's. That they might be shirts in 20 years' time that the club will be selling as retro shirts. Let's bring the camera in a bit. Take us through this home shirt because it is stunning. A proper throwback. We had George Burley on the last podcast. He said he loved it. The players love it. Do you love it? I love it, yeah. Um, we had to make it different from last year. Um, last year was our first shirt with Umbro. Massively popular shirt. Had a big graphic running through the shirt. So we wanted this one to be a bit cleaner. Um, which it is, it's got a nice jacquard running through the shirt, which is a nice pattern. Um, and then there was that nod to the, the 2000 shirt as well, which we really wanted to do. And what about this one? I mean, look, I'm not going to lie, this is reminiscent of Luton Town last year. It, it looks very, very similar to their, their home kit. It's the same shade of orange, the same shade of blue, but it's unique. It's different. It kind of reminds me of a bit of a Satsuma. Yeah, yeah chocolate orange or something like that, but... Um, it is, it's, it's, it's a tonal crest, which is always nice to do on an away shirt because it's different from the full colour crest. Um, and this pattern really, no one else has got this pattern this year. We've pulled that from 90s Umbro shirts really and pushed that within, within the orange. So yeah, really gone really well. What's the response been like on the away? Uh, we've nearly sold as much of this away shirt as we did of our last year's away shirt in the whole season. So really good. Will you be getting one? Uh, I've got one. Amazing. Go to bed in it, sleep in it. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Paul, appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Cheers, thank you. It is Open Day 2023 here at Portman Road. All the fans excited because the first team are on their way for their photo and signing opportunities. I'll tell you what, let's go and check out the queues. It is like Glastonbury out there. We'll go and chat to some excited fans. Come on, follow me. What's your name, sir? Um, Teddy. So you play for the club? Yeah. Who are you looking forward to meeting? Um, uh, Luke Warfenden. Anyone else who are you looking forward to meeting? Uh, same as him. Same as him. Same as him. If you were to have an Ipswich Town dinner party, who would you invite? Coochie, Bowditch, Canago. What would you cook? Probably all English stuff. Such as? Um... I don't know, fish and chips. Nice one. Good shot, good shot. Um, I'm liking the retro and sort of like hybrid range you've got on here. You've got some of the new club run underneath. I can see that away kit. Anyone on the back? Uh, not yet. Are you going to be getting that signed? Uh, no, I've got football boots in my bag to get signed. Who are you looking forward to meeting? Amari. How are town going to get on this year? I think top five. I think we'll get playoffs then. I think we'll maybe fail with playoffs, but we'll get stronger next season, I think. Back in the championship. It's going to be exciting, isn't it? Ready for the Norwich Derby. Who are you looking forward to meeting? Oh, Connor Chaplin or whoever's there. Honestly, I just want a picture of someone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Very I'm, sweet. I'm just going to hang it up on my wall, just be really proud of myself. That's a, I, that's a town TV tearjoker moment there. That, that, that's very emotional. Good work. What are you, sir? Harry Clark. My idol. Okay, so we have ventured into the actual main area of the open day, the fan zone here outside Portman Road. We, we've managed to get out of the queue. It was long, believe me, it was. And we're here with Sophie, Maria and Kyra from the, uh, the women's team. It is blustery outside Portman Road. Sophie, tell us about your signing session. How was it being here with, with hundreds of fans, if not thousands? I don't even know how many people are here. There's just a lot of people everywhere. Yeah, there's, there's loads of people here. Um, it's so nice to see a good turnout. Um, I think the weather's helped. I know it was raining this morning, so I thought that some people might not make it, but um, with the weather being nice, it's always really good to see everyone out here and supporting, so yeah, it's good. Maria, this is a proper family event, isn't it? I mean, this club feels like it is one. What was it like for you personally? 
Yeah, it's great to see so many kind of different ages come out. Um, you know, like you say, there's lots of people here today, and it was great to see so many people come to our kind of signing session in the morning. I'm sure loads will turn out for the men's this afternoon. Kyra, Kyra, autographs, pictures. I mean, what was it like? You know, sort of entertaining all those supporters and and having them in, asking for your photo, asking for your autograph. Um, obviously it's weird, you know, we're just normal girls really, um, but we love football and it's nice to see that people are looking up to us. Um, we try and be good role models for them and the women's game's growing, so, you know, to be recognised is nice. Buzzing for the season? Yeah, definitely, ready to get going. Yeah, what's it going to be like this year? What are we aiming for? Aiming for promotion, it's got to be, we've kind of been going after that the last two seasons and obviously narrow, narrowly missed out last season by goal difference, so... I think we're definitely going for that this season. I mean, it's going to be tough, but um, yeah, that's what we're aiming for. We've had so many people turn up today, come and get photos with you. How good it, good would it be if they turned up and, and come and cheer you on at your games? Oh yeah, it'd be great. I've, we've actually already had like a lot of people say, you know, I'll come come down to the game now that they've come and met us. So um, it'll be really good because we always hear them, um, and it definitely helps having more people at the games cheering us on. Are you sticking around? Going to enjoy the rest of the day? Yeah, I think we'll probably hang around for a bit, kind of. Um, take a few more photos in the fan zone which is, is great and uh, yeah we'll hang around for quite a while next we catch up with Dan Palfrey director of the Ipswich Town Foundation on a massive day for him how good is it to have an event like this you look at it, the whole club has come together yeah, yeah. it's an amazing day um, it's a huge one in our calendar it's our biggest fan engagement event of the year we've seen in previous years upwards of 8,000 attend here the weather's held out amazingly well today um, so I, I imagine we're probably getting close to those figures. Yeah, I was going to say, thunderstorms were predicted, but genuinely the queue outside the Sir Bobby Robson stack, going all the way round the other side of the ground, past the club shop, it is mad. It's incredible, but it shows the progress that this club's made on and off the pitch. Um, so, you know, that's down to, down to the work that Mark Ashton and the owners have done since they've come in here. You've seen that reconnection between the supporters and the fans, and it all culminates in days like today. How good is it to see a younger generation of fans as well, all wearing the kits? You look at it now, we're queuing up for the uh, the, the foundation sort of challenge, if you like, yeah. but there are kids wearing Ipswich Town shirts, and that's what matters in a day of Manchester City's, Chelsea's, yeah. Liverpool's. Yeah, you're spot on, um, and we've seen a massive transition of that probably in the last 12 to 18 months. In Easter, I went to a soccer school just to visit um, one in Ipswich at a local school. There were around 18 children there. Every single one was wearing an Ipswich Town shirt, which is amazing because I can you know, picture back to four or five years ago, what the teams that you've just said there, Premier League, top-end teams, that's what the kids were wearing. But now I think there's a real attachment to their club. They're proud of the community, of the work we're doing in the community. And also, I think something that can't be underestimated is, is the connection that they have with the players and looking up to them. I think there's a real connection between young supporters and our players. The foundation's four years old now. Tell us about how it's grown, especially under the, the club's new ownership. Yeah, Mark and, and the owners have placed the community right at the heart of the football club. Um, and that is so true. So days like today, we're right in the middle of it. So if whatever event we do, we go with all departments from the club. So ticketing, retail, communications, we're all as one. Community is just another department of the football club. Um, we're working, expanding throughout the community. We've, we've run 26 different programmes, diverse programmes, whether that's our disability, thriving disability pathway, boys, girls, football, refugee football, um, and then into sort of our, our, for our elderly generation where we've got loneliness cafes, dementia cafes, 
and more, more and more coming as well. It's really important to remember this is Suffolk's football club. This club should be at the forefront of this local area and it should be re-engaging with supporters like it is today. Exactly that. It's uniquely placed. You know, you look at clubs up in the northwest or in the Midlands where they're quite in a cluster tight to each one another, where you're probably competing for, for space, but we are uniquely placed uh, where we've got a county to ourselves. As you said in your last question, we're only four years old, so we're still in our infancy, um, but we're growing year on year, whether that's in our schools, our boys and girls, our program that, programs that we're reaching out into the community. We're now partnered with 50 different primary schools in Suffolk, and that will continue to grow. We'll get out to, whilst we're doing very well in Ipswich, we want to go down that A14 corridor to Stowmarket, to Bury St Edmunds, then to uh, Haver Hills and Lowestoft, so we will be there in time. You're fantastic ambassadors as well for, from the club, Connor Chaplin and Natasha Thomas. I mean, how good is it to have two future town legends in and amongst your ranks? It's amazing. So Connor and Natasha sit on our board of trustees. They both have a significant input, just like the rest of the board. So they turn up to bi-monthly meetings that we hold here at the football club. And their, their duties are really driving the agenda back into the dressing room, their respective dressing rooms. And we've seen firsthand that that is working. It there's, Make it clear there's no PR stunt behind that. They're in there for a reason. And we're now reaping the rewards of those two going back into their respective dressing rooms and telling them this is how important the community is. You know, Mark Ashton will, when a player signs, he'll sit down and go, by the way, this is a non-negotiable. You go out into the community when the club asks you to, so whether that's to a, to a school or to a, to a dementia cafe, they know the importance of it. There's buy-in from the players and the fans are, are, are playing their part as well because, again, they've turned up in their thousands today. Absolutely, it's amazing. That's, and togetherness, that's the, that's the key word. You've got to all be pulling together. And look, there's going to be amazing last season where we, I mean, we only lost four games. This year, it's going to be tougher in the championship. There's going to be times where we don't win games and community's got to be that steady flow. You can't just focus everything into football. You've got to have a club where it's all rounded and community is there through the good times, through the bad times, and that's what we'll continue to do. What's the future for the foundation? Surely it's bright, it's blue and white, yeah. but, but what genuinely is coming up? Just continue to grow. Um, expansion, careful, careful growth, calculated, targeted growth across the county. We're so uniquely placed having that one county to ourselves. So we'll be careful with that, we'll manage that, and ultimately we want to make sure that we're here to service the needs of the community. So whether that be through disability, refugees coming over here, making them feel welcome, integrate them into society, um, walking football, etc. I could go on, but we need to be there for everyone. Um, and we'll continue to grow, we'll continue to grow around the county and, and ensure that we meet the needs of the community. Delighted to say that town CEO Mark Ashton has joined us here on Town TV and the official Ipswich Town podcast. Mark, the weather's held out. What a day, though. What a turnout. Incredible. Suffolk never ceases to surprise us. Um, I was slightly nervous this morning when I woke up when it was raining. It's dried up, so that's great. But just look at the numbers again. Queues around the stadium just shows the size of this amazing football club. This is what this football club is all about, and this is maybe what's lacked in the past and what is evident for the future that the supporters and the club are now back together. This is a, a club that is united. Uh, absolutely, a club that's come together with its community. Great season last season, ultimately delivered promotion, but we reset and start again. But we can't do it on our own. We have to do it with our community. And to see so many fans and so many young fans here again today, 
Oh, it's just incredible. I was going to say, the next generation are out in force, playing out here on the practice pitch outside the main stand and, and just enjoying themselves. It's incredible, you know, to see the, the, the new shirts. Um, I've just asked a question. I think we're a month into sales and we've sold 14,000 shirts already. That's 4,000 up on this time last year. The club is just going from strength to strength in all areas. And I'm just so grateful that the fans have turned out again. All gearing up for a big, big season in the championship. We can't wait. No, uh, anxiety builds a little bit. Ready to go on Sunday against Sunderland. Uh, we'll be ready, we'll be competitive. It'll be a long, hard season, but this football club is on the road back. Uh, now it's time for our final interview of this episode of the official Ipswich Town podcast. And with the season just around the corner, it's great to welcome uh, Ipswich Town legends. Well, legends in the making. Wes Burns and, and Connor Chaplin to the show. How's it going, guys? Yeah, good, thank, all good you. thank you very much. All good. Yeah, all just, good. just had the open day here. I mean, to see thousands of fans turn up. I mean, your hands must be knackered after signing all them autographs. Sore wrists, yeah. yeah. Sore wrists. No, no, it was nice. Fair. Yeah. Really, yeah. really nice, actually. I know it's not been the best day as it's been raining, but it was lovely. Really Still, nice. turnout was absolutely uh, Fair play, nice. considering the weather and, you know, thousands of people turned out today. It's brilliant to be fair. Whereas you had a particular admirer <laughs> um, who, who, was, who was really keen to meet you. I mean, you're going to be going around seeing her for some cottage pie? Yeah, the strange thing is I don't even like cottage pie, so... I don't know why you said it. Yeah, well... <laughs> Slicks kind of threw me under the bus for that one, to be honest. But yeah, I drive her like a spag ball. So maybe um, she'll watch this and change. Uh, I, I bet she is watching this right <laughs> now because it is Wes Burns-based content. Um, guys, talk to me about pre-season, sort of like the, the celebrations from last year and, and sort of evolving in, into Ipswich Town Championship Football Club. Pre-season been tough, um, really tough. It's probably a big step up from last pre-season. Um, in everything really, running, games. Um, but yeah, coming off the back of last season, it's obviously been a very good mood. Um, good morale as, as normal, so everyone's looking forward to, to Sunderland now and, and Sunday, really. Yeah, I mean, echoing what Chapa said, like you said, we had, a, we had a couple of weeks at the end of the season where, you know, partying was in full flow. <coughs> and I think, obviously, it's very... Uh, How was that? I had a great time. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Time, and it's yeah. important as well. We need to en enjoy those... Those moments with yeah. lads that you spent best part of two seasons with, uh, majority with them, and they don't come around that often. So it's yeah, it is really thing. important. It's like an understanding, you know. Some players will go a whole career without getting a promotion, so it's it's it is really important that you do take time to to really appreciate what we did as a as a team and you know as a collective as a football club. It's it's not easy to go out of League One. I think a lot of teams have struggled to do that for for many years, and for us to do it, you know, relatively quickly I'd say since the new regime came in I think it's you know it's a big credit to us to be fair and the whole the whole setup has been brilliant. Cons I was last season and adapting to um, Kieran's style of play and, and sort of getting into the Ipswich mould. Well to be fair I think it was probably crucial the, the last four months of the season before mm -hmm. um, that probably helped us massively this yeah, season it wasn't like we were fresh pre-season we'd had four months of the boss sort of bringing his ideas and philosophy patterns and things like that. So I don't know how you felt, but probably going into pre-season, we were sort of just getting started in our flow. It wasn't like reset pre-season and go again. We were, we come off the back of four solid months of tough training. Probably it was a shock to the system for a lot of us because it wasn't, it wasn't like that before. Um, our bodies probably adapted to it and yeah, the rest was, the rest of the season carried on that, that sort of theme. And it's easy really coming to work every day with, with a boss, that we have is he's yeah, he's, he's top top top. top. So, 
Um, I don't think there's many, many better managers in the in the EFL in in the country in my in my opinion. So, personally for you, though, I mean, what a season it was! Scoring all those goals, um, all those goal involvements. It must have been enjoyable to have played in a team which was so good on the attack. Yeah, at our level, we were the, the best team in the league going forward. I think the amount of goals we scored probably suggests that as well. So it backs it up. Um, we were just in full flow. I think. There were sticky points in the season for sure where we couldn't score at times, but we just felt confident every every single game. We we knew exactly the patterns of play that we we liked to perform. We we knew the way we liked to play. Um, we knew runs. We knew all sorts really. If, if Wes has the ball, I know my role. If the other side Leafs got the ball, I know my role. It's it's so black and white in, in our team, and it's it's easy and it's a joy to play. In. I think that's so important as well. Like Chapa said, like the fact that it's so black and white. <laughs> In the way that the boss wants us to play, it makes everything so easy to just go out and do it. I mean, like we've said it as a collective, as a group, we want to be the best footballing team in the country in terms of coming to watch. And I think we produce performances where a lot of people would come and watch us play football and actually enjoy watching the game rather than just coming to watch it through town. And I think it's just, you know, the way the boss sets us up and, you know, like I said, it's, it's black and white, it's so easy to do. Well, I say it's so easy to do, it's not so easy to do, but like Chabba said, like when everyone's got the ball, everyone knows what they're doing. It's all about entertainment though, I mean when you think about it, people want to come here, they want to see you guys playing good football, I mean this is a club that's endured so many different styles over the years from however many head coaches and managers, it's refreshing to see someone come and implement that style as a head coach in this day and age, especially where this is the fashion and this is the way yeah. everyone's doing it, it's it. I mean, does it feel like you are playing to a certain style every day and you're training for a yeah. certain style rather than just simple football? That's nah, it. For sure. I mean, it was pretty clear from the first session when the boss came in. It was like we are playing football, and he pretty much drilled that into us from literally the first session. I don't know if you remember yeah. the first session, yeah. but it was just total soccer. It was high press, high intensity, total football. And I think that's why you know we're at where we're at. When you look at the championship this year, I mean, a lot of people are saying that because of Ipswich, because of Sheffield Wednesday, uh, especially, um, that League One's going to be a whole lot easier with, without those two massive clubs. But with the additions of Leicester, Leeds, and Southampton, the championship is going to be very, very difficult this year. Have you had time to look at the table, to look at who's doing what? who's signing who, who's playing how, how they're doing it, um, watch other people's friendlies, or is it a case of just focus simply on what we're doing? No, not, definitely not got time to do all that, but it's, you obviously know teams are signing, you see on most of lads what Sky Sports News and they got Twitter, so it's hard not to see who teams are signing and things like that, but in terms of the first game of the season and beyond that, it's, there's only one focus, and I think... To be fair, the lads, we've got a very, very good culture here. All the lads are fully dialed in every single day. And if you're not, you'd be told by your teammates before before the boss has to step in. And that's the way that probably everyone wants it to be. Yeah. Like you said, reiterating what Connor said, the, the culture that we've kind of built in the dressing room now, it's like when we sign new players, they have to then come and fit into what we've already produced and what we're doing every day. So you, I'm pretty sure from the first day when new boys have come in, they see straight away, like, right, okay, training is how we train. It's like a game, pretty much. That's how intense we train. It, at times, it could be even more tense than some games we've played. And if you don't, you know, get on board with that and you don't try your hardest in training, 
work your socks off, then you just don't fit in. What's the lead up to the start of the season like for you, especially this week? Because it's a case of like, you know, kids going back to school really, isn't it? Getting your school uniform yeah. out and cracking on. Yes, you've been doing all your homework in the summer, but still there's nothing like playing actual championship football and, and playing league football. I don't know about you, but like I haven't really thought too much about Sunday yet. Whereas like we knew it, we've got a longer week this week because obviously our game's Sunday evening. So it's like, in my head, that was pretty much, well, we need to get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday out of the way first. And then kind of when we're building yeah. into the game is more like Friday, Saturday. So to be honest, I haven't really thought too much about Sunderland yet. I, obviously, we trained today and we did a little bit of stuff to gear towards that, but it won't be really until Friday, Saturday where like full focus is on is on Sunderland. The heaviest of away days, isn't it? Sunderland, yeah, it's God, amazing, I mean. amazing. What, what's Saturday night going to be like for you? What's your sort of pre-match routine? I mean, yeah, love bread, bread rolls. rolls. Yeah, bread love rolls. a bread Tell roll. Tell us more. We just love bread rolls, don't we, mate? Yeah, I mean, it's at the stage now where <laughs> if he's having one, I've got to have one, and if he doesn't have one, I don't have one. Vice versa. Just basically. plain. It's, it's oh, just, just one just of those. Walk into the canteen, it's just chap is having a bread roll. Yeah, all right, then I'll have one. It's, it's been like that. I do so. like bread. That's probably my yeah. weakness. But thankfully, day before a game, it's probably the best yeah. best Carbs, time to get your carbs in. So, soft, so it's brioche. Perfect. Nah, just like a, how would you how would you explain the bread rolls? Yeah, but it's just like small baguettes in there. Yeah, right? they're like those ones. Like they're literally like and they're warm as well. Yeah, like a French baguette. It's like yeah. literally probably about like, I don't know, you know, three four inches. Should so, so you take any away with you? No, no we haven't. They're usually already there. To be fair, solid. I never solid. like them. So <laughs> <laughs> they're class. Do you guys room together? Nah, we're all no. on our own, all on our own. Yeah, Ever since COVID, really, everyone's sort of had their own rooms. Do you prefer it or? I prefer it, yeah. yeah it's I'd rather. It's your own space, isn't it? Yeah, people have weird sleeping patterns and people go to bed different times. And I think it's easier just if you're in your own room, you can do what you want. Room, roommate stories could get very, very messy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish this quick chat um, on, on a teammate. Okay. A mini episode of nice. teammates, the first we've done here uh, on the official Ipswich Town podcast. And the first question I'm going to ask you guys, and this is like a collective effort, by the way, I want you guys to come up with one answer. I don't want like, each, oh, I'm not sure. Answer, no, 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 one together. Just work on it together. You oh. can whisper, you can do what you want, you can have a chat. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do yeah, it. Right. Be ruthless. Um, the first question is who's got the best clobber in the dressing room? Who is the best dressed? Oh. It's hard to say. It's drippy lads, and we've got other lads, and best dressed. I mean, it depends when he wakes up, really, isn't it? And if he's yeah. got much on in the day. Yeah, that's true. You know, on a night out, yeah. Yeah. Probably him. Yeah, same. Yeah. Kyle Edwards. Nice, nice. Who's the worst? <laughs> I'll let you say this one because it's obvious for me. <laughs> Literally makes zero effort whatsoever. Yeah. From effort, I'm not going to shame him that much, but from effort, it's got to be Fridge. Yeah, bang. Fridge, like yeah, the fridge, trainers, yeah. trainer socks with sliders, night trainer socks. Sorry, with the, the fridge expand. George. Oh, George Edmondson. Yeah. <laughs> so that's for some of our, our listeners yeah, and viewers might not know point. who the fridge is. That's yeah, sorry, that's, that's fair. George Edmondson, yeah, George is, Edmondson is by far the worst dresser. Just lazy, lazy dresser. Yeah, it's yeah. literally yeah. as if he's rolled out of bed and and literally whatever he's walked to bed, that's what he's wearing to train. Does he bring a wash bag? Yeah, he brings a wash bag. What's yeah. in it? Yeah. The token effort. I don't, uh, I don't actually own. think there's anything in it, to be <laughs> yeah, fair. Probably know. some deodorant, that's about it. <laughs> Lynx Africa. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't put it past him. Um, who's the teacher's pet? Oh, yeah, it could be me. Like, could be yeah, a few. Could be, could be chappers, to be fair. Loves a chat it's with a, a boss. I don't know. There's a difference between, like, 
Nah, you're having it. Okay, no. Who who is it where in in a meeting in a team meeting the gaffer will go well. X, you're doing this really well, blah, blah, blah. And he always picks on that person probably and like rewards what they're like, doing. Probably got a front row in meeting rooms that speaks a lot. Yeah, there's a few of us that when probably the question five, gets asked to the room, it's the same people that speak. So, Chappers, myself, Skip, Shawnee. Don't know, JD get, gets picked on he a lot, doesn't he? He does get picked on, but he doesn't really want to want to speak. But yeah, he gets picked on a lot. But yeah, they're probably the... yeah. Oh. Teacher's pet though loves a question. Yeah, it does. I don't know if you would say it's no, teacher's pet though. Not. Just not loves not a question. Not. So who are we going for? <laughs> I'm going Chappers. <laughs> I'm going Shawnee. <laughs> solid, solid. Uh, who's the last in but first out? I mean, last in, last in, last in's Oh yeah, Kyle Edwards. Kyle, yeah, but first away. Is that one question? Yeah. Like, is it like two separate? Yeah, kind that of. Probably works. Yeah. 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 Who's yeah. the dressing room DJ? Who's doing the tunes? Clarky. Clarky, yeah. Harry, Harry Clark. Clark. What we got? He's good. Yeah. He's actually fair, really good. Yeah. Let's get the lads going on a match. Because it was it was someone it was something that was probably missing. Missing a bit. Yeah. Um Fridge was DJ. It wasn't great, but he was good. He was a DJ and he to be was fair, he was right. just the go to because nobody wanted to step up. So to be fair to him, at least he tried. What kind of tunes was he knocking out? He was like R and B Yeah, it's R and B classics. Like That's why I like Clarky, he's got all sorts. Yeah. I do. Any cheese? He's really good. Any guilty pleasures? No, it's more like... <sighs> no, I don't think there is. No, it's not. I just like the Meek Mill one before we go out. That really gets me going. I'm a boss. No, I'm a boss, yeah. Yeah, we have like two tunes really before we go out. We have Astro World as well, so we do. Yeah, we do, yeah. We have like two tunes, like... Sings that. Travis Scott. Yeah, and then a definite... There's like three minutes before we go out to warm up. Just like Meek Mill, I'm a boss. Just Big tune. Yeah, Rick Cross. Yeah, Love, that. Love that. Love yeah. that. Um, who's the hard man in the dressing room? Who yeah. thinks they're a hard man in the dressing room? Both, to be fair. Both, yeah. Skip. skip. Is he a hard man? I yeah, wouldn't want to mess with him. He was just running into him. Yeah. Solid. I love that answer. Yeah. Uh, who's got the silkiest skills? Ooh. Step over merchant. Yeah. Nutmega. Yeah. Amari. Yeah. Or Amari. Kyle or Shawnee. Silky is Shawnee, actually. Yeah, Silky, Shawnee. He's the silkiest glides. Yeah. yeah. He just looks yeah. incredible. It's experience, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's experience. It's not just experience, though. He's... Oh, he's, he just yeah. looks in talent. It's very aerodynamic. Talent, talent mm. with the ball is yeah. frightening. Mm, yeah, it's very good. Um, who's the moaniest player in the dressing room and on the pitch? You can confer and whisper. If you if it's one of them ones mm. where it's a bit mm. controversial. Huh? Mm. Is it someone who's been mentioned before? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair. For sure. My mate, yeah. My mate, Lee. Loves a moan about everything. Or Skip. Literally. Yeah, but I feel, feel like Skip moans about the right things. Whereas yeah, he does, yeah. Whereas Lee would literally moan if the weather's wrong. Like, yeah. he moan about everything. Lee Evans would go with that. Yeah, Lee Evans. Solid, solid. Um, who's the dressing room comedian? Wes is up there, and f- Wes or Fridge, I'd say. Do people still play wind-ups on people? Clarky actually probably Clarky, tries, Clarky but tries. everyone just gets fed up with him. Yeah. What's, what's his best and his worst? What's he done? I don't know if we can actually say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's worse just annoys people. Mm. So like, it's just, just annoying, it's just like an annoying yeah. little brother. Yeah, decent. decent. Yeah. I was at um, a testimonial this weekend, and uh, there was a story about how a player put a bag of crickets. You know, like crickets, oh, the wow. little in someone's car, and it took them like a week to get out. <laughs> <laughs> there's some. There's some. There's some real bad really stories out there. Proper bad ones, like someone like people's. 
if they're no, wearing awful gear is like yeah it's not that hung up but it's not bad not bad at all really um, who performed the best initiation during pre-season Oh, in, in pre-season? pre-season. Oh, wow, out of the ones we've had. We had, we had a lot, actually, didn't we, in um, Bosch Job of Staff and that as well? I don't know the best. Yeah, in Austria, the first trip, when everyone signed. Oh, yeah. Um, the best initiated. Hursty went again, to be fair to him. Yeah, what do you do? Didn't really have... Oh. Yeah, you're asking a lot. Yeah, yeah I don't know remember. It wasn't that good. Tell you who was the done. worst. Kieran Slicker. Go on, what do you do? Beyonce, did he? Do Beyonce? <laughs> Amari was bad as well. He done, he done 50 cent. Amari done 50 cent. What tune? He was just talking. Yeah. Doing an impression, go on. Singing. No, I've not. Doing an impression, go on. I don't even know the tune, so. What song was it then? Um, what song was it? It's most famous. In the club. Candy shop, in, in the, the club. club. Go on, do an impression. Oh, I don't, I don't know watch the tune. Amari's I don't, one. Don't know. Oh, I didn't see he's, Amari's one. I don't know the words, so I can't do an impression. Yeah, Kieran Slickers was Beyonce, but he just didn't give it a go whatsoever. Yeah, you've got to at least try. Yeah, like when if you're getting up, you may as well try. Absolutely. You know I mean? yeah. And like when there's zero effort, it just makes you look terrible. When you think back over your career, any any standouts? Greg's brilliant. Yeah, Greg's was top. Or Leaf. Leaf was top. Yeah? Yeah. What do you do? Sing really well. What do, you, do you remember what your song? Yeah, Leafs sung Bruises, Lewis Capaldi. And Greg's was... Uh, was it Mario? Yeah, Let, let Me Love You. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Let Me Love You. Oh, that's a footballer's favourite, isn't it? He's he performed it. That and John Legend. Yeah, John Legend. John Legend's a footballer's favourite. I, like I feel like we could, we could knock up a whole playlist of songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Typical songs, Wonder initiations. Wonderwall. Wonderwall got banned at my last club. That's a terrible everyone song. Everyone kept singing it. Someone, it just gets boring. People try to do Sweet Caroline just because it's like, yeah. get, out, get out of it. Like, it is. Like, it's just... It's an interactive tune. We don't want none of them. Nah, Good ones just only. Just to see you standing there and squirming, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Who's the worst in training, but best on a match day? God. That's really hard. Worst in training. Place at the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, Because there's no, like, no one's really bad no in one's training. No one's bad. He's, not, he's got better as well. Yeah. But he's just, yeah, yeah. you can say that. Luke Wolfenden. Wolfie. Yeah, nice. He's a Rolls Royce on a match yeah. day, and he's just... Nice. Trains like he's trains like he's a Nissan Micro. <laughs> <laughs> with a time, he's, he's got better. To be fair, yeah. he's got better. Way better. I think that's the boss, though. The boss is helping with that one. Yeah. Last question: You can't pick yourselves. Who's going to be our star performer in the championship this year? Nathan Broadhead. Yeah, he'll be right up there. I'll say Wolfie as well. Don't think he gets plaudits from last season enough. I think he's brilliant. I think he's. We made the step up really well as well. There you go. Teammates done. Connor, Wes, best of luck at the weekend. Can't wait to see how you guys get on. Enjoy bread rolls. <laughs> That's it for this episode of the official Ipswich Town podcast. We'll catch you in a fortnight's time. But in the meantime, if you fancy sponsoring us and more importantly, Connor Chaplin's unhealthy bread roll habit, um, get in touch with the club, email the commercial team. We would love to have you on board with us. We'll catch you again sometime soon.